This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.com. Welcome to the Really Awful Movies Podcast, a celebration of low-budget cinema. It's another apocalyptic prediction about to come true. Winds of death sweep across the world, and whole continents will be cast adrift in an ocean of blood. Chris, and along with Jeff, we're bringing you the very best and worst of horror, sci-fi, action, exploitation, kung fu, and women in prison movies from the 1970s to today. Be sure and check out reallyawfulmovies.com for reviews, interviews, lists, and terrific movie giveaways. From our downtown Toronto headquarters, here's episode 18, Basket Case. Basket Case, directed by Frank Henenlotter. This film is one of my, uh, I say this a lot, but this is one of my favorites. I mean, this was one of those formative movies, yet again, which got me into the uh, loving the horror and low-budget genre. So, Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about the plot of Basket Case? Well, it's the ultimate sort of uh, evil sibling movie. It's mm-hmm. uh, conjoined twins, where right. a guy who's born with an attachment... Yes, indeed. <laughs> ...that this happens to be this, this sort of creature... Mid-shape and lump of flesh. Yeah. Basically, he's attached to his side, who, in my opinion, looks a bit like a, a squished octopus. It does, yeah. It's a little uh, also like um, Dr. Pretorius from From Beyond. It's got this weird squishy side thing. It's gray, it's misshapen, it's yeah. lumpen. So, anyway, as a. It, it actually looks like, um, I don't know, I mean, uh, do you remember the, uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon? Yes, back yeah. One? Do you remember there was that character, uh, Krang, I believe it was? <laughs> no. no. Okay, well, it was like this, like, sort of like, you know, uh, quadra-like character that lived inside the stomach of a villain. And, yeah, kind of. I think they basically ripped off uh, Belial. Belial is the name of the, mm-hmm. um, of the conjoined twin in Basset Case. So, um, yeah, the protagonist is Dwayne, and he's Dwayne born Bradley, with, yep. with this, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, this appendage. Mm-hmm. And as a teenager, I guess, <laughs> they, uh, they separate them in this weird medical procedure. Right, so and they live in upstate New York, and... Yeah. Um, they, they, uh, they, I guess they separate him in this procedure and they throw out the evil twin. Well, very unceremoniously, yeah. yeah. So they get a bunch of doctors to come up to this... Uh, yeah, I don't know why they didn't take him to the hospital. They actually... Well, <laughs> well, <I> mean, <laughs> they, they did the surgery yeah, in the guy's in house. In the house, and then they, <laughs> they toss him out in the trash and, uh, you know, hoping that Belial would, uh, you know... Parish and uh, be picked up with the Monday, <laughs> the Monday <laughs> trash. And they they have some sort of weird telekinesis uh, do, connection, yeah. as I guess twins are known to have. Well, they're not twins, but conjoined, attached, whatever mm-hmm. they are. Yeah, they're yeah. known to sh- share a sort of a psychical, some sort of bond connection some sort, and bond. Yeah. And of course, he's uh, yeah, very very much tied to ba- Belial, Belial yeah. and. Yeah, he, he doesn't want to see him perish. Okay, so as uh, as the film begins, we have uh, Dwayne played by uh, Kevin Van Hedenrick, uh with an awe-inspiring afro. I mean, this, this, yeah, this, this is a cross <laughs> between sort of Mark Boland from T-Rex yeah. uh, mixed with early Seinfeld. Oh, my God. Giant, this is like, you know, this is like, <laughs> Jewish you Jewish know, afro. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're, white man <laughs> afro. <laughs> you're prototypical, you know, your quintessential, uh, quintessential white man's fro. Um, and he's walking down uh, 42nd Street. And, you know, he's sort of like this wide-eyed country bumpkin, if uh, you want to call up to New York uh, the country. But uh, yeah. what's really funny is that he's walking down 42nd Street. And this is like, you know, this is like... Grindhouse, grind, 42nd this is like, Street. Yeah, this is Lee's early Central. 80s, you know, really like, just like... I'm, this movie is probably one of the best depictions of pre-Giuliani New York. Um, yeah, it's up I've there with, with Taxi Driver, just complete... Totally. 
like just he's, scum. He's with well, filth. Yeah, he's working out 42nd, which now is basically uh, Times Square. Well, it is Times Square, but I mean, now it's basically a fucking theme park, you know? Yeah. TGI Fridays. Exactly. And, and, and Bubblegum Shrimp and stuff. <laughs> well, stuff Bubblegum Shrimp. You've got like Grindhouse Cinemas, you got drug, uh, you know, dealers, you got hookers of all uh, sorts Apparently, Hen and Lauder, I guess, got, got threatened by the proprietor of one of these peep show places because he thought they were filming the exterior of this porno shop, but it was really, they were just filming the streetscape with, you know, our lead character, Dwayne, and mm-hmm. a basket that he's carrying with him with Right, so he's walking down the 42nd uh, looking for a place to stay, and he's carrying this basket, which kind of looks like uh, the basket that uh, Dorothy had in The Wizard of Oz. You know, yeah. like you'd expect Toto to pop out. Mm-hmm. And the question he keeps getting asked is, what's in the basket? Mm-hmm. What's in the basket? <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, he, uh, he stumbles across uh, Hotel Broslin, mm-hmm. which never actually existed. It was created no. for the film, but I mean, Hotel Broslin is like, you know, once again, your archetypical 42nd Street flop house. And it's <laughs> yeah. the sort of place where you can rent a room by the. Uh, by the day, by the week, by the hour, by the you know, by the ten minutes. That's all you need, right? And uh, he uh, he goes checks in the hotel, Roslyn. And um, <laughs> the funny thing is that uh, you know, as I said before, I mean, being the naive uh, bumpkin that he is, he said the guy says, you know, how long do you want the room for? He goes, oh, I don't know, uh, whatever. And he pulls out this wad of cash, right? Yeah, yeah. And of course, this is going to attract the attention of the unsavories at the uh, in the hotel. Um, and uh, Henry Lauder joked that uh, that wad of cash that uh, Kevin Henrik pulled out was the, the entire budget of the film. <laughs> it was basically, the film cost $35,000 yeah. to make. I mean, he didn't exactly pull out 35000 but he pulls out this wad of cash. Uh, there's this old degenerate thing in the lobby when he says, oh, are you with anybody? He goes, no, I'm all alone. And he goes, he's utters the immortal line. All alone in this cold, cruel world. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. it's a real motley crew of tenants in oh this my flop. God. I mean, they, they all seem to come out at the least provocation. So yeah, any exactly. sort of noise, every single person in this crummy building. And usually, if uh, you associate this kind of building with the, you know, dra- dope fiends uh-huh. and prostitutes, well, and that, they all seem there is a prostitute. Yeah. They all seem relatively normal. But it's funny and because, like, like yeah. you know, and, and when you mentioned that, like, because I know that nosy, too. nosy neighbors. Nosy. I mean, like, it's. Uh, very light sleepers in this building because I mean literally like the slightest noise and they're all like you know convening and what's going on here so uh yeah so he checks well they should be concerned because what he's got in his basket right is uh, Belial is Belial which we uh, looked up and it's apparently uh uh it's a biblical reference referring to well, the name Belial, Belial is, yeah, is. is a biblical reference referring to the evil one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, so once again, I mean, oh, and the other thing, I mean, so, so he checks in the hotel. I mean, this room is, 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 I mean, I don't know, dude. I've seen some pretty crappy places in my travels, <laughs> but I, yeah, this is pretty, pretty, this is up there. <laughs> and, um, you know, you got to remember at this point, we have yet to see Belial or, you know, to really see him. And, uh, he goes to feed Belial, and he goes out and grabs a whole bunch of burgers, and he starts throwing them in the basket, and the basket <laughs> just starts shaking violently, right? And all of a sudden, you see these wrappers just being violently thrown out, and so we know that whatever is in the basket is, is, is carnivorous some and, sort and of malevolent. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the beast's taste extend beyond burgers to, to human flesh. Yes, indeed. And um, when when uh, Dwayne is sleeping, mm-hmm. he has a tendency to escape uh, the his uh, confines, and wreak havoc in this flop house. Yeah, no, he crashes the hotel room good, man. I mean, uh, Keith Moon would be proud, I'd yeah. say. <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean, basically, why are they in New York? What's, what's, you know, what is the impetus for them? Well, they want revenge, right? Why do they want revenge? Because they were, you know, torn apart. And mm-hmm. uh, 
they were. I, it's kind of funny. I mean, you don't know. Like, is well, you think you'd you'd figure he he'd be much happier being on his own. I mean, well, that's the thing because he would be because there's a there's a point. How do you get he, laid otherwise? Well, but, no, but that, there you go. I mean, that's the segue because I mean, there's a point where he goes to see one of the doctors who was involved in that clandestine operation. <laughs> and um, The one he, that didn't take place in a hospital. Right, and he meets up with uh, the receptionist, who's, um, I guess, mildly attractive, and mm-hmm. uh, she takes a liking to this guy, despite his ridiculous afro. <laughs> and uh, they make a date. And um, at that one point, uh, he, you know, he, wants to go, he goes on the date, and he puts a television set... On top air, of the basket to, to, uh, to entertain Belial yeah. and you know hopefully go out and you know pitch woo with this uh, receptionist, but um, things don't quite go as planned. I mean, Belial goes fucking ape shit, right? And as we said before, tears up the hotel room, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, Dwayne gets this um, splitting headache, and he knows that something's wrong. But I mean, getting back to the uh, to the impetus of this uh, this this New York uh, visit is that. They want they wanted basically kill every doctor that was involved. So I mean, there's like doctor I believe his name was Doctor Niedermeyer. Was that the one of the doctors? Doctor Lifflander. I mean, they all had just like <laughs> you know really funny names. Um, so yeah, no, and I mean when they when they do when Belial takes his revenge, man, it's it's biblical as as his name would say. Mm-hmm. It's it's not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. I mean, there's blood and you know blood and gore flying, and that and it's a real it, it, it's a testament to the commitment of the the cast because. You know, this was a, a low-budget movie. I mean, uh, Belial was, I mean... And, well, uh, yeah, and of course, the films with Belial are filmed... Stop-motion. Yeah, stop-motion, and they're filmed separately, his segments. So yeah, they're, and they're he, reacting to nothing. And then totally when they up. do have to react to this, you know, puppet uh, in, into which Frank Henlotter inserted his hand right, frequently. Right. So that it, sounds it, a lot dirtier a, than yeah. that. It took a lot of commitment. Oh, yeah, for sure, because, I mean, the scenes when we see Belial moving, I mean, it's... it's Pure stop motion, but it's really charming, you know. Mm-hmm. But then when he's, you know, like gnawing at someone's face, and they're basically holding this like <laughs> inanimate or inanimate rubber puppet to their face, and just like flouncing around, you know, yeah. and uh, you know, while the blood is being squirted everywhere, it's absolutely incredible. Ah, I love it all. I mean, this, like I said before, this movie was so formative for me. The gore is great. Um, there's, uh, there's, there's, you know what? Hey, man, this film, it's, uh, it's. Not uh, not that uh, unintelligent. There's a Shakespearean re- a reference in there. Yeah, I guess it it uh, does a little flashback to when they were growing up and mm-hmm. they had an aunt who was, I guess, in uh, they were in her charge when <laughs> Belial went apeshit and killed the parents. But uh, the aunt was there to look after them, yep. and she's she was a reading aunt. them. A kindly aunt who's reading uh, bedtime tales to them, which included. Uh, Tempest. The Tempest by mm-hmm. Shakespeare. So it wasn't like your your usual Sea uh, Spot Run or uh, George in the uh, in the Jungle. Or yeah, not. <laughs> and the uh, the soliloquy that he was reading was from uh, a character by the name of Caliban. Yep. who was basically a subhuman, malformed creature who uh, you know similar to Belial. And he basically... Um, uh, Prospero encounters on the island. Mm-hmm. So it was and, interesting. Yeah, the famous soliloquy is read to them. So it's yeah. a little, like, and it's funny because that soliloquy kind of humanized um, Caliban. Caliban. Yeah. And in this movie, you sort of, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of like pathos. I mean, you really feel for... You feel for, for Dwayne, octopus, for sure, yeah. But you also feel for the squished octopus. I yeah. mean, you really do. I mean, there's a sense of like... You know, you want to see them basically get revenge. Not be their... turned into calamari, but to... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, this film is... its I can recommend it for uh, for so many reasons. I can recommend it just for the uh, you know the sheer grindhouse elements of it all. I can recommend it for the depiction of 42nd Street New York. Like really, mm-hmm. the real 42nd Street. And you've you got to love the, uh, the building super. It just this sort of rotund, sort of George Costanza-esque... White beater wearing. White beater yeah, wearing yeah. a sleaze bag. Yeah, it just yeah. has to... 
run up and down all these stairs, uh, you know, on, on a whim as Belial <laughs> just causes havoc. Yeah, it's yeah, It's just yeah. an incredible character. Yeah, we got the we got the hooker with the heart of gold who lives yeah. across the way. That's who's uh, <laughs> uh, very charming. Yeah, yeah. she was played by Beverly Bonner, who I believe was a bit of a um, uh, bit of a celebrity in the New York area at the time when they were filming it. No, and, oh, so anyway, I just want to say about how this this film had a formative effect on me. So, I mean, I mentioned before, you know, like in previous podcasts about being afraid of my own shadow and not like, but I was always fascinated with the horror section in my uh, mom and pop video shops mm-hmm. and I would walk up and down and look at these boxes and I always saw basket case. It was ubiquitous in all these video stores and I'd see these, these eyes peering out from a basket and um, it just, it transfixed me, you know, and I, sometimes I would turn it over and I'd see these sort of, you know, these gory scenes and I'd be like, oh yeah, I put it right back on the thing. But, but then when I was working in this warped video store, which I, you know, mentioned in the previous podcast, um, which didn't have most series of anything. I mean, if anything, we'd be lucky enough to get like one out of every series. We actually had Basket Case 1, 2, and 3. And this is very much early in my, you know, getting into, like really starting to get into horror. And I, I went home and this video cassette was like, it was worse for wear. I mean, this was something that was rented and watched many, many times. I popped it in and from frame one, dude, I was, I was in, I was in love. I loved it. I'd never seen anything so grimy before you know i'd never mm-hmm. seen anything so like you know this was like this was pure filth you know like in terms of like you know how they depict new york city I, I was i was amazed loved it and then and we also had basket case two and three unfortunately those films not so good i mean uh, they're not bad there's you know but what happened of course is that the budgets went higher you know the uh the production values were a bit better, and they just lacked that real sort of like the grimy grit, scene yeah. charm, you know, of, uh, of of this movie or maybe Slime City. So yeah, it's New yeah. York back in the day where we would have liked to have been yeah. around, not the Devil Wears Prada New York, but yeah, the yeah the CBGBs. <laughs> the CBGBs yeah, Max yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, basically, uh, Basket Case 2 and 3 did not have uh, Dwayne Bradley, i.e. Uh, Kevin Van Hederick, streaking naked through Central Park. <laughs> As you recall, that was a kind yeah. of interesting scene. Um yeah, so I love Vasa Case. I'm going to, so five-star rating, uh, rating uh, system? I would say, uh, I would say four. I mean, you can make, you can, it just goes to show what you can do with 40 grand if you have some talent. And mm-hmm. I guess uh, to these filmmakers. Not only talent, but commitment, you know, yeah. and dedication. And really like, you know, like. And smart writing and that. And it, it did take, and funnily enough, it took them a year to get this thing made. Mm-hmm. Whereas other films have been lensed in one to two weeks of a comparable budget. Yep. But they just kept running out of money and running out of money. And then they finally got their, their shots. And um, interestingly, there was a shot of, I guess, the World Trade Center and the cityscape, uh, Lower Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And they actually rented a plane and went out and shot that i just naturally assumed it was it was stock footage because oh, okay. you'd expect that from this type of movie but apparently he just took his 16 millimeter and stuck it out the window and then apparently he got sick afterward yeah. know, from from the flight oh. yeah that amazing commitment it's a neat shot it's, yeah. it's really but i naturally assumed you know as you get cynical after watching a lot of these sort of low budget movies and, yeah. but they they committed to it hen and lauder is great i mean hen and lauder i mean the guy is you know beyond being a Good filming. I mean, he's also made some great films like Brain Damage, Love Frank Brain and Damage. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy is a grindhouse um, uh, expert. You know, I mean, the guy he's he does a lot of work with Something Weird Video, and the guy knows absolutely anything and everything about every grindhouse, every genre, all mm-hmm. the sleaze. I mean, you got to love Helen Lauder. Um, so, what what did we learn from Basket Case? Um, what did I learn from Basket Case? Um, well, I mean, you know. 
they did. They say that curiosity killed the cat, right? Sometimes curiosity kills the uh, the residents of a, <laughs> a, a flophouse hotel because, as you recall, there was that one guy that just yeah, it's best to just stay in your room. Yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah. yeah, he decided to you know kind of look in and take a peek. And what happened to him wasn't pretty. Yeah. Um, so yeah, something I learned that you, somebody just have to mind your own business, you mm-hmm. know. And if you see a guy with a ginormous fro, you know, walking down the street <laughs> with a with a basket that would normally house. Don't ask any questions. Just, yeah, let him let him be. Mm-hmm. Let him be. Um, I also learned that you know, again, like you know, a low budget and uh, tons of commitment. Great actors will give you a great film. Yeah. What else have you? What did you learn, Chris? I learned that uh, when separating conjoined twins, mm-hmm. uh, it can it's practically can be done in an outpatient uh, mash type unit. You don't even need to go to a hospital mm. for 27 hours that yeah. the surgery would normally entail. <laughs> they do it mm-hmm. in the guy's house. They okay. brought the surgeons right there, yep. and it seemed to take no time at all. They didn't seem to take particularly ca- particular care with sterilizing yeah. any of their equipment. <laughs> They're just in the guy's bedroom doing the surgery. Yeah. Uh, but it's and the uh, post op was pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty relaxed, quick. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the other thing I the other he, thing was, too, he was out walking within yeah, days. Exactly. <laughs> the other thing too is, I mean, if you are going to remove a conjoined twin, maybe give it a more speckled burial and throw it in the trash. I mean, that that you know because that <laughs> make could, sure it's dead. Yeah, make sure it's dead. Yeah, don't don't just uh, you know think that it's going to be picked up on Monday with the rest of the you know recycling and uh, so so uh, yep. Anyway, uh, for more, check out our review on the site for sure. And more of our reviews at www.reallyawfulmovies.com. And we'll talk to you soon. Take care.